0: Well, who was the hottest in your mind, Ian? Like, which character was the hottest? This was a lot of discussion during movie night. I thought that the Templar that was dead on the table was
1: pretty hot. Uh, you no, know, that's fair.
0: Well, anyways, Ian, uh, do you want to start us off with a little summary of the movie? Yes, I sure can. And let's do it.
1: Dr. Scarlet Marlowe, a scholar of alchemy, continues her late father's work in attempting to find the philosopher's stone. A clue suggests the stone is beneath the city of Paris, and Scarlet believes the city's catacombs are the key to reaching it. She enlists the help of George, an old friend, Benji, a cameraman, and a small group of Parisian catacomb explorers as they make their descent curiosity turns to terror archaeology to survival and as above so below did, did you
0: say parisian yes are they from persia
1: no i was thinking like paris like
0: uh, what per- oh god what are parisian what is a someone from paris called
1: that's a thing right what do
0: you call people from paris i just call them french
1: no they're parisian
0: they're they're parisian wow
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, you're thinking of persian
0: yeah well i thought i thought you were going for something from persia was why i was so like i was just like is that is that what persians are called is it parisians now is this a a gen (laughs) changed. (laughs) yeah now oh okay
1: wait so help me figure out what the category for this movie is though
0: um I would definitely put it under psychological horror, and I'd say it's some of the better psychological horror out there. Okay. Um, just because it delves into the characters' minds so much. But I, weirdly enough, it's right. got so much of a National Treasure vibe to it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, yeah, because it's got the, the Tomb Raider. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's like National Treasure met Descent, and I really like it. I think that's a great, great thing they've got going.
1: Yeah, I guess it's treasure hunter psychological horror. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I included some tags as well as found footage, claustrophobia, mm-hmm. and hell because that has some major. I would definitely say it's, so. It's quite—it's <laughs> definitely a major theme in this movie. I uh,
0: yeah, yeah dude, the claustrophobia was messing with quite a few of the people watching. It was—they were not a fan. Um,
1: yeah, I'm excited to see the surveys at the end of this. I am too
0: uh anyways Ian what's your what's your overall score what did you rate this movie yes so I gave it a six out of ten a six out of ten interesting
1: yeah so um yeah this just comes from me I wasn't a huge fan of the characters okay. that they, they were certainly good enough for the movie uh I don't mind them or anything uh and then I actually found this movie Probably about as scary as Paranormal Activity, which for me isn't very much. Okay. Uh, so the movie just was not very
0: effective for me. Interesting. Yeah, uh, horror wise. Uh, I would give it probably a good eight point five out of ten myself. Okay. Wow. I was. I was. I'm a big fan of this movie. I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think that averages what to seven point two five. Something like that. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Seven point two five. That's that's the average, and I think we'll also have a
0: an audience score at yes. the end of this one, right? We included think, that on the survey. I think we should. Yes. Um, okay. But I want to What was your favorite part of the movie? What what? in this movie, did, if anything, like kind of did it for you. What were you like? I like this is good. This is quality right here. Hmm.
1: I know which part of the movie was the scariest to me, Okay, but
0: I'll get to that later. Let's see. The best part? Like, for me, I like how much is like, riddled. There's little bits that you can catch on that our audience was, like, extremely uh, perceptive of this. They caught on to all these little things that came up later in the movie that, like, 100% just made crazy cool sense.
1: Well, I'm excited to hear some of that, uh, but I will say my favorite part of the movie is actually when George finds the piano uh, Uh. in the catacombs, Uh, because although I did not find it to be the scariest part of the movie, it was probably the creepiest to me. I hear Uh, that, yeah. It it was just very well done. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was very well done. And although it's not something you would find in a crypt, it's still pretty subtle.
0: Mm-hmm. It's still... So. It's like, yeah, it's not a threatening thing, a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed. And so we find, and from here on out, spoiler alerts. Uh, so watch the movie if you still want to and you haven't yet. But I really enjoy cuz i've seen this movie countless times and like i used to hang out with someone that left it on in the background all the time like they, this would be on many hours of the day but i i never paid too close of attention to it there's mm-hmm. in the beginning we see our two main explorers come they're in the catacombs and they come across uh what it, we don't even know his name actually but just a boy who says like you should get pepion he'll be the one to help you um right and that yes. I never noticed. But that boy, because they comments on how he disappeared. I never thought anything of it. I was like, wow, that's a quick dude. But they uh, later on Papillon, the guy who re- recommended Papillon to them. He's sitting in the back of the, that flaming car like he he was an agent of like hell, I suppose, sent out to get them down there to bring Papillon I did
1: not i did not realize that i didn't wow. either dude
0: yeah that's that was that was something that one of our audience members picked up so shout out to that person i won't say your name though so it's not too big of a shout out you wrecked <laughs> <laughs> really shout out.
1: wow that, that that's a really cool find actually yeah um do, do you want me to to summarize what i consider the first act of the movie the preparation
0: yeah what, what do you what would you say where do you where do you think the turnaround happens
1: all right, well, uh, just sort of going through the first part of the movie. So we start out with Scarlet's in uh, Iran, mm-hmm. and she's going through this cave that's being demolished, and she finds the rose key, which gives her some, and she looks at its inscriptions, uh, photographs them, uh, records them, and she takes those to Paris, and it's uh, George is the one who helps her translate those. They find a couple more clues, and that's how they find out that the rose philosopher's stone which is what she's ultimately after is underneath paris uh precisely 370 feet underneath paris because according to her 370.5 in uh uh, yes yeah Mm -hmm. technically um because that that's halfway uh to hell because apparently hell is supposed to be 741 feet below ground at least according to alchemists
0: yeah something um, like
1: that yeah um so then she gets, and this is where you know they're they're in the par- they're in the catacombs taking like a normal tour so they can look around. Um, and by the way, Scarlet's quite nefarious, <laughs> so she kind of just does whatever she wants as long as it gets her closer to her goal. She's she's stubborn headed, she, and they establish that really early with the rose key. Yes, find. yes, she is not very considerate of her own safety or the feelings of other people, <laughs> as it's concerned with her doing her work. Mm-hmm. Uh. So they're, they're, they're in the catacombs uh, doing that. And then, like you said, this, this kid who apparently shows up later um, tells them a guide who can get them into the, uh, the part of the catacombs that is not available to the public, uh, the off-limits. And uh, this kid who's just kind of listening in on his phone, like against a wall, says they should look for Papillion. So they get Papillion. He, they, they strike an agreement. And Papillion brings uh, his friends uh, uh, Zuzi, I think is how you pronounce it. Zuxi. Zuzi, Zuzi. Zuxi and Zed, Zuxi and Zed, um, and uh, they go ahead and they they go into the catacombs. So I'd say that that's the that's the first act of the movie, which is actually an impressive amount of time, I think. I think that's almost like the first 25 minutes of the movie is is this, actually.
0: They do a lot of setup, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I think specifically the first act ends when you see the police officer tackle Pap. And yes. they have yeah. to dive down into the catacombs. And George, her decipherer friend, he... Mm-hmm. It's weird because most horror movies, you find that our characters make a choice to go down there, which is what our main character Scarlet, right, her name is? Correct. Uh, that's what our main character Scarlet does. She wants to go down there. She's all for it. George was forced into it, which I find really interesting he He never wanted to be down there in the first place. He's like, "I hate caves, this isn't what I'm about
1: yeah uh, and and you knew that George was going to end up down there, oh yeah, and this this was the way the having the police officers basically almost catch them and forcing them in all into the catacombs is their way of forcing George into that uncomfortable situation of being underground.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to say. They find Pap in a nightclub. Which uh, in and of itself doesn't... It's not too significant. But what we see, which I, this was my first time noticing this as well. There's a lady that comes out. And she stares at our explorers pretty menacingly. And so it's definitely that look of like... I D remember 25. that. Yeah. And then she stares at them again while she's passing through the window. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason I noticed it was because I said like, Oh my God, she stared at them in French. Um, but... Uh when they're down in the cut the caves, one of the first things they see is this weird kind of devil devilish cult some kind of cult that uh is doing these strange chants mm-hmm. and they're just like, this is freaky I don't like this, which for me would have been the first sign of like I'm never coming back down here, but for yeah, them it was I'm just, leaving yeah, and I'm not coming back, <laughs> <laughs> but for them they were just like, Wow, that's freaky uh let's move on, but she was the she was up front she was one of the she was like the leader of that cult. I was uh, wondering
1: if that was the case.
0: They that they chose the actress really well because she has such distinguishable eyes. And so she's dressed yeah. up in like entirely different uh garb, but you can totally tell like, oh that's her.
1: Yeah, I think they're painted red.
0: Yeah. It's a, they're they're definitely not ready for nightclubbing. They it's they have something else on their mind. Cult Yeah, stuff they, they are.
1: They have their own nightclub in the catacombs. My, yeah. the, what I—the first thing I thought about when I saw this this cult underground, uh, dressed up and everything, and with all these candles that were lit—is how did they get all that stuff down there? <laughs> like, are they going through the same hole? Are they going through a different one?
0: No, I don't know. Like, it's
1: just—it's a lot of—it's a lot of setup to get in there.
0: There was a lot of candles, yeah. They also like, established super early on pap tagging. Mm-hmm. which is what he just leaves a little like pap exclamation point circle and yeah lazy that, graffiti yeah he just lays his graffiti marks the area he's been uh and that ends up playing a bit of a role later just saying uh and it lays this foundation of mistrust between them in the beginning which i think plays a huge role mm-hmm. uh just then because it makes them question like what all is going on people and it kind of lays the groundwork for like other people are messing with me, which I think is important because why continue if you think this is all real hellish stuff happening to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets you past those first few incidences, and then they just enter a point of no return.
1: Yeah, and and I believe that really happens um, w- when they initially get into the catacombs, right? Papillion wants to go a specific way to, to reach um, where... Scarlet has marked the map where she thinks the Philosopher's Stone is. And she wants to go straight for it, but Papillion does not because... That cave uh, is evil. Right. The the passage that goes uh, straight towards that that direction is some sort of evil passage where Papillion says that people go in there and they don't come out.
0: And I think it was kind of implied that their friend La Taupe died there, right? Yeah. That's where he disappeared?
1: yeah, he went in there, and he's been he's been gone for two years. Mm-hmm. They've, they've never seen him again. Um, and Pavilion does convince them to go the long way, which is through this narrow passage over Bones, uh, because, of course, this is a catacomb. Uh, but after they get to the other side, they're actually right back to where they started, even though it's a straight route. And so now they're faced again with this, going through this evil passage, and this time they go through it. And I think that's where... That starts. That's Even if they don't realize it, that's where the point of no return yeah, is.
0: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, realistically, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. And that was freaky. Um, And then we're introduced pretty early on to Scarlet's father, right? Because as she's finding the rose key, she sees her father hanging.
1: Yes, so while she's in that cave, when, when she's running to escape, uh, while it's being demolished... Yeah, in the beginning of her She. Yeah, she briefly... Uh, sees her her late father uh
0: hanging um and that sets up just this really i think really cool progression of finding out more and more about that mm-hmm. we uh, at first we're just like oh wow that's her dead father and then we realize like oh he did hang himself um and people kind of think he's crazy mm-hmm. and they set this groundwork with a phone call pretty early on like there's a phone ringing in the caves and it's just like what there's no phones in caves and they're just like oh my god then why is there a phone ringing but, <laughs> um, and she goes and picks it up, and this voice says, "Uh, what was it? Why didn't you? Why didn't you talk to me? Something along those lines." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just sounds like that's a lonely dude. But that, and from there on, it progresses more and more to finally realizing she regrets not picking up the phone for her father one night, the night he killed himself. Mm-hmm. She apologizes and says, "I didn't know you were in that much pain," and like. It was in the middle of a really scary sequence, as they're running through the as they're running through the caves, and I was like, "Why do you got to make me cry?" Like in the middle of this crazy sequence here, that's so mean. <laughs> but, um, I think they do a great job of setting that up, and they do a similar thing with George. Um,
1: mm-hmm. With George, it starts where he reveals why he doesn't want to, why he didn't want to come into the catacombs, and it's because his brother. Uh, had drowned in a cave um, and just as uh, Scarlet gets that phone call uh, Papillion when they first get in there sees his tag on the wall even though he's never been in this passage before mm-hmm. and George finds a piano um, which looks exactly like the one that uh, him and his brother used to play it's Got the same dead key and, Yes, and it has the same dead key, which I believe is the A4. Um, and uh, so he plays a song, and the key is dead. And so that that's where we're starting to develop uh, the psychological elements of these movies. Where yeah. the, these characters are starting to encounter these these conflicts that they have within themselves.
0: Well, And oddly enough, at the piano is where we were first introduced to his brother, almost, because he says, me and my brother used to play this on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that's when we get the first kind of seed in our mind of he's he thinks of his brother mm-hmm. um, and then shortly after we see a little boy in the caves as they're running frantically um, yeah briefly briefly uh, it, it's pretty yeah it's pretty soon yeah just as a brief glimpse of a little boy and you're just like well, that's a creepy little boy um, mm-hmm. and it's right after this whole sequence of I, th- I believe it starts with him it, everything sounds like it's underwater for a moment and then there's just this huge roar, and that that whole underwater part was just so crazy to me, because like messing with your sound like that is just such an interesting idea because you know you don't think about how much it would terrify you to like suddenly be deprived of sound, but like I would almost be more scared of being deprived of sound than being descri- deprived of sight.
1: yeah, and, and I think that's uh, it's using that, that claustrophobia element more because mm-hmm. one of the parts of claustrophobia. Is your hearing as well, um, so that that can make you feel even more claustrophobic if you can't hear
0: correctly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from there, it's a it's a matter of them finding a bunch of different clues. They talk about walking through the the cities that were that had fallen, mm-hmm. and they arrive at the sexy corpse that you described,
1: Ian. Um, right, and. And this is after, right? Because uh, after these these events start occurring, they they find Latoupe. Latoupe, yes, that's right. Yeah, L- L- Latoupe, who is the person who's been gone for for over two years, and he tells them that the only way to get out is to go down. Mm-hmm. And so that, and so they continue deeper
0: into the catacombs. And he's definitely not right in the head. He's all he's all messed up. And they're just like, mm-hmm. Latope, what happened to you? And I I remember it was really interesting because he held a grudge. He said, like, you didn't even come to look for me. And, like, yeah, I'd hold a grudge about that. Like, you didn't go into this passageway because you were scared of it. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows if I just fell and tripped my head and I needed someone to carry me out before I bled out. But no, they, they really just left Latope for dead there. Um, True. And Latope uh, means the mole, right? I, dude, I don't know I don't know my French is not that advanced Ian.
1: I think that's what they claim in the movie oh okay it means, means the mole yeah.
0: wow that's cool that's wow that's cool because it's a double meaning I like that that's really cool um <laughs> so yeah but they come across that yeah. was I don't know what you think Ian but is there any significance to them seeing the corpse not decayed and then decayed? uh on the two different sides uh
1: well yeah so so this i suppose is where you where the beginning of the scent act ends and this new act begins uh of sort of escape yeah more so then delving and that's after they find this after they find this uh corpse that looks perfectly fine but it, he's definitely dead
0: 270 years i think they said Mm -hmm.
1: yeah they they find uh the next room which has the philosopher's stone and treasure inside of it however uh as she takes the philosopher's stone out of the wall and as they uh as the other people start taking the treasure uh scarlet realizes too late it's a trap and the cave starts collapsing on them and this is also where they lose uh So that they can't find Latupa after the collapse.
0: And I really appreciate that she didn't catch on in time. Uh, because uh-huh. they're always so wise to everything that's going on. Um, like, they, they always can, like, remember this one passage that, like, oh, yes, this of course, this is what this means. Um, of course, yes. Uh, which, I mean, it, it's, it's cool to see and all. Um, but it makes it so much more real that they didn't realize until too late. Uh, like, they yeah, couldn't and- they couldn't prevent something, or they couldn't figure something out in time. They yeah, and-,
1: and it also shows a weakness in Scarlet's character, because it-, it shows that when she's so focused on finding the stone, she stops uh, thinking about her safety and other people's safety. And you could argue that that's what allows uh, them to fall into this trap and yeah. allows the caves to collapse on them. And And after this collapse... The only way out is this door in the floor. So they have to go once again deeper.
0: And that's where we're introduced and... to the idea of as above, so below, which is mm-hmm. because there's a door there's a door etched on the ceiling. and It's like there must be one on the floor. Um, and that as above, so below, because, and this is where things get crazy, because, yeah, they do cross that. Uh, they, do, they cross into that lower room, which is mm-hmm. a room with a corpse, but it's decayed this time. Uh, exactly. In the exact same room, and they find Latope there, and it's important to note Suxi, everyone was like, Suxi is uh, she's much too attractive to live, and I was like, that's really harsh to do to Suxi. But nonetheless, they were right. We think she's going to die right when the rocks collapse, and she's like under a bunch of rocks, but they use the Philosopher's Stone to heal her, which is a really good precedent for the Philosopher's Stone healing. And, uh, But little to no avail, because the next room Latope is being all freaky and he bashes Sooksi's head in. Um.
1: Right, because when they cross into the below and find that it's the same room but with the corpse in it that's uh, more decayed this time, um, they find Latoupe again. And he's there and, and alive, but he's acting strange. And th- yeah, he as Sooksi approaches him to see if he's okay, uh, he grabs her and
0: bashes her head. Against the stone, and she dies. He runs off. He's never to be seen again. And um, mm-hmm. I think his the his change in behavior there is really interesting to me because they cross the they're going into the second half, right? Um, of hell, uh, like they're going deeper and deeper towards hell, and so it's kind of argued that that's like the midpoint. So they were above, now they're below, and. Mm-hmm. We see the mirrors of things happening. Um, We see... And like with Latope, we see he's kind of messed up, but he's still Latope up there. But down here, he's this crazed, kind of monster, hellish character. Um, He's murderous. Uh, He might hold a bit of a grudge, but he wants to help them up there. But down there, it seems he, he holds a hell of a grudge and... Uh, just wants to that be, a hell a of a <laughs> yeah, exactly thank you um so i really like that they set up all these parallels between the above and below so wh- where do we find ourselves i can't you have to help me remember because i can't remember exactly what happens after they leave that room after Suxi's all dead like
1: yeah so uh after they leave the room right they, they need to uh they need to travel down that that well again or i guess you won't call it a well but that passage that latoupe originally led them down to oh, Latooper, the big hole. They yes. need to do it again, um, because everything is mirrored, right? So now what was up is now down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, oh, and we we forgot to mention Benji gets all scared up above and he falls down that well, right?
1: Yes. So and he burns so his before, hands. Yeah, before when they were above, I think his his clip breaks or something. Yeah. And he ends up getting really harsh rope burn on his hands as he as he falls down.
0: Rope burn's the worst. Holy crap. I felt mm-hmm. that. I felt that on my hands when he got it.
1: Yeah. But this time, when they're traveling down, uh, Benji has an arguably worse time. Uh, so everyone else makes it down. Uh, Benji's on his way down. And this, in my opinion, is the scariest part of the movie. Because we have the camera facing Benji and he's talking to them down below. Uh, they're talking about like, "Hey, Benji, you hear that baby crying somewhere?" And he's, you know, just, uh, "No, not really." <laughs> uh, and then in the background behind him, we see just this—I think it's a, a woman or something—sort of glide past him. Mm-hmm. The creep uh, in the background. Yeah, and yeah, this was the part of the movie where I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> mm-hmm. The first time where I I, I was. Uh, startled and then uh we get this uh very scary jump scare (laughs) where this uh woman lunges at at benji um and we go to the next scene and benji just falls down and just splats on the ground
0: one thing i do want to i I want to mention in that i I only noticed at this time she's holding a baby when she lunges at him
1: yeah, I saw. I just saw that too, as mm-hmm. well. I'm I'm looking at it again, and yeah, she's holding a baby. Yeah, and
0: yeah, yeah. that's, that's the crying baby. Um, but yeah, and then Benji just falls; he's all dead like poor Benji. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: now here's here's the interesting thing, right? Because each character is supposed to have their flaws. They're supposed, fl- yeah. There's, they each have like or, this one
0: regret that haunts them yeah, down there
1: their regrets their conflicts and we later realize that zed's conflict is that he he has a baby that he denies having had
0: yeah right i think benji was killed by zed's conflict which sucks for benji
1: yeah because i don't remember benji getting a conflict
0: (laughs) i don't either but um the thing is and skipping ahead a little bit we find george scarlet and zed are the ones that make it out of there um and I think that your conflict claims you unless you come to terms with it, as George and Scarlet did. Mm-hmm. I think Zed got scot-free and Benji just got the short end of the stick on Zed's. Benji what just kind of took like the to hit. me
1: I that was the first thing I thought is why the heck is Zed here, man? <laughs> we barely know him. <laughs> and he's the one who yet survives.
0: I do it's so sad. Um
1: Benji was the most likable character in this whole movie and yeah he just gets killed by Zed's problem (laughs) I want to
0: say Benji like one of the weirdly scary moments in this movie was when Benji was crawling through those bones you know and he just starts like hyperventilating he's freaking out because he's claustrophobic uh, as many people would do as I would probably do Um, yeah totally and dude his acting that, that actor like his acting was freaking on par there I was terrified I was like Benji no like nothing was happening to him he was just scared but I was like oh god why
1: yeah because you can really relate to that yeah he's he's panicking in such a relatable way that we could all picture panicking
0: yeah exactly like and usually i'm i'm not one to like be too picky about acting i think acting is done well if i don't notice your acting but like there are sometimes when i notice but like in a really good way like i'm just like that is incredible that you did that um totally but yeah that's that's kind of my bar for acting is like just don't let me see that you are an actor let me think of you as the character and you're good enough for me
1: right yes i i, I agree uh if it's noticeable it
0: can be good but yeah it's,
1: it's a little risky right because when it's noticeable it might also be distracting
0: exactly um but like with something like that it's just it's a really interesting thing to perform and he does just such a great job of it mm-hmm um so, but moving forward, we, uh, we still, who, who all is alive at this point? Because we just lost Benji and Suksi yes, like, so, within two minutes of each other. Yes, so Benji
1: and Suksi are dead, so we're left with uh, Scarlet, George, Zed, and Papillion. Okay. Now, after Benji dies, they're going through this passage, and uh, it's George who starts seeing his brother in water, sort of banging on the surface of
0: the water wanting to get out.
1: and He's freaking out, trying to
0: help him, yeah. Move the bones, Mm -hmm. get him out of there.
1: Yep, and and immediately after this, we get Papillion's uh, conflict. So we come across a burning car uh, inside these catacombs uh, where it seems that it's, I'm assuming his brother is trapped in this burning car.
0: I don't know who it is. It seems like a little brother is the
1: most likely. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Papillion gets sucked into this car, and it sort of collapses in on itself, and he ends up buried in the ground, head first, with his feet sticking out.
0: Yeah, I uh, they tried to like pull on his feet to get him out. And I was like, one that's not gonna work, and like <laughs> that probably just really hurts if he's still alive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, but but what are you gonna do when someone gets sucked undergrounds like that, and it's just their feet sticking out? That's, yeah,
0: that's that's, uh, that's a tough way to go. One thing I do appreciate because I I think that it's a little, it's it takes it out of you a little just to see him just sucked suddenly. It's just like, oh no, he got sucked. But um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when he's closer to the car, the little brother grabs him. Oh, I presume the little brother grabs him and starts pulling him in. Which I appreciate mm-hmm. that they put in some physical contact for us, because I think that means a lot more to us than just being sucked. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, then just it, it really both just literally
1: and emotionally puts more weight behind it. Yeah, right? exactly. So much just flying around uh, like in Kung Fu movies where they have all of the all the strings and um pulling people around and letting them jump like 10 feet high. It can take the weight out of the actual fight. Mm -hmm. And so having that physical contact uh, really gives it that much more force.
0: No, I 100% agree. And yeah, from there, it just kind of launches the sequence, doesn't it? Of kind of them running out.
1: Yeah, so they are running. um, They sneak past this weird figure in a dark hood. And while they're uh, next to a wall, uh, sort of skimming past it, someone comes out of the wall. This is also a pretty scary jump scare. Oh and, yeah, the Rockman. Yeah, Rockman, and he just owns George. Yeah, he just poor George.
0: He just takes a, a good chomp out of George's neck.
1: Yep, and and so this is so now Zed is with George, George is bleeding. The Philosopher's Stone is not working.
0: Mm-hmm. Bummer times.
1: Because before uh, she had attempted, she it did work on Suxi when they were in the above, right? It healed her wounds that she got when she got crushed by some rocks. Yeah. But then when they went below, after uh, La, La Toupe, uh killed Suxi, she tried it, but she knew it wasn't going to work because Suxi was dead. But now we see she's trying it again on someone, on George, who is alive, on his neck wound and it's not working so what do you think about that
0: well see when uh they make it they make a really great point of it like with the whole rectify she has to mm-hmm. when they mentioned it earlier with vitriol um but yeah she ends up having to run up with the full, like she runs all the way back which i was just like i wouldn't i don't know by george but i'm not going back <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i gotta gotta say it's a term she even climbs up the ropes that's uh that Georgie fell down?
0: Yeah. Or Benji. Yeah, Benji, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and yeah, she gets yeah. all the way back and puts the stone back, and then she sees a reflection of herself, and she's like, I am the Philosopher's Stone, which uh, <laughs> someone said, like, I like this, like, in our chat, someone said, I like this movie now because the stone wasn't a real thing. <laughs> and then they're just like, it was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, you know what, that's, that's fair. <laughs> But yeah, she kind of is the Philosopher's Stone now, and she goes back and she's able to help him. And I think that it was less about the stone being above, and I think it was because she hadn't left with the stone yet. They were still in the same room when she helped Suxi the first time, that there wasn't any rectifying to do. The stone had... It wasn't out of place yet. So that's why Yeah, it worked.
1: I suppose I was also thinking it's, it might have been because at that point, they were in the above. Mm-hmm. And that's where we also saw the Templar Knight even though he was dead, wasn't decayed, uh. and so uh, and and so it, it still had power there. But because they took it below, as above, so below. So I guess it stops working. Interesting. Right? I like that.
0: I didn't. Yeah, it's, I like tying the stone to the to the Templar there. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh,
1: and another interesting thing that I was wondering about because at this point we realize, oh, she's the Philosopher's Stone. Which mm. ignoring the implications that go with that in other areas of the movie and if she was that all along or if she became that I don't know but remember when they were deciding between the two passages near the beginning of the catacombs between going where Scarlet wanted to go which was the more direct way but the evil passage and the longer way which Papillion wanted to go because he knew it and they tried Papillion's way but they got turned around somehow even though it was a straight shot was this because Oh, was this she, is like, what faded? she wanted yeah. yeah maybe she wanted that so that's what happened because as they say in this movie as above so below also translates to and i find this a questionable translation but apparently it translates to in alchemy um something along the lines of if i as i believe as it, so i it at, is. yes as i believe it so it is yeah. so what i believe comes true
0: that's that's interesting i didn't think of that um I do kind of like the whole magic they have. I kind of like the principle of the magic because while it is a little um, ambiguous in how it works, it makes sense of, like... Because we see it in, like, mainstream magic. You would probably find it like, The Witcher, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. to create destruction... Or, like, to make life, you have to take life. All that. Um, And I think this just delves into it a lot more. Just in a lot deeper sense. It's just like... um. Something is this, so the opposite as well. Um, right. And, yeah. Yeah, and But then, I do agree the translation of like, I believe it, so it is, which I suppose is kind of, it's in my mind, and then like the opposite being reality. So like it's,
1: yeah, that's it, how I you, justify you can, it. Yes, that, that's how I justify it as well is because what you believe isn't true, it then is true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it also could be, when you think about it... Um, now, this would go against my theory that maybe because she believed that they should go one direction, they ended up going that way. Um, but it also could be because they go below, it changes to where now what you believe is reality. Oh, okay. Uh, and and such. And, and I guess that's why they have to get over their... Their their issues or their conflicts is because what they believe comes true and their conflicts destroy them, mm-hmm. and so they have to uh, rectify with them, like she did with the philosopher's stone, or it will, or, or they'll die.
0: Yeah, we also see her rectify with her father. She like, I wanna I wanna say because I think we sk- skimmed over this a little bit. We get a little bit of a conclusion with her as she's running back to put the philosopher's stone. We see the hanging figure again, and she's all in a rush, which this this bothers me a little bit. It's not the worst thing, but she's all in a rush, and then she stops and slows down, and she's like, do I take the hood off this hanging figure? And she does, and it's her under the hood. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like revealing she has a fear that this will be her in the future. Like, she's gonna end up like her father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the way back, she sees her father hanging, and she gives him a big old hug, and she's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't pick up the phone. Um, so she rectified also just with herself like she she came to terms yep um yeah and
1: uh, and i guess just just to finish out the movie they they all gather around this uh this this deep hole which apparently they they should just fall down uh, oh, yeah. i believe it's what scarlet says we we just gotta jump mm-hmm. uh, they even toss like a little piece of paper they light a piece of paper and throw it down there and can't even tell how deep it is and she's just like we just got to go for it um but we all got to rectify with ourselves and so this is where uh you know benji sort of rectifies with uh, that he blames himself for his brother drowning Yeah, uh, george because... yes. yeah did i say benji yeah
0: benji yeah, benji oh my God. didn't get a chance to rectify uh, yes anyway <laughs> so
1: george uh george just basically talks about how he never forgave himself for his brother's death death uh, in the cave where he drowns, because his brother was waiting for Georgie to George to come back for him, mm-hmm. uh, to, and to that, that get, broke my to heart. Get help.
0: Dude, that broke my heart when he said he said, "My little brother died waiting for me to come back," and that's just yep. so sad. That, was that just, is. Oh man,
1: and fields. then and then Zed uh, says that you know he he has a baby that he's never that, that he's denied. That yeah. he hasn't accepted so with that all rectified they jump down the hole and then they they open this passageway uh underneath them after they fall to the bottom of it, which takes a long time it's a really deep hole
0: mm-hmm.
1: and outside is paris so they go down this hole and then go up
0: yeah into paris. they find like a manhole at the bottom they they try pulling it open but it's until scarlet finally pushes on it and budges and they push the manhole out and gravity is all Mm -hmm. like reversed yes yeah
1: so yeah Um, and and that's pretty much the end of the movie i want
0: to say what i think is really interesting is they so gravity's like reversed there the um that's very dante that's dante's inferno very much is that reversal of gravity um Mm -hmm. And Dante's Inferno, it revolves around, I believe, the genitals of Satan. Um, Mm -hmm. And but it got me thinking, like, do they just I wonder how much like justice they did to Dante's Inferno. Otherwise, like if you can look at it on, you can be like, these are the seven layers of hell, as Dante's Inferno describes. Yeah. And I would want to go back and see, like, see if you can count out like different sections of the movie. I, I would like that. to
1: do that, too, because apparently the movie was loosely based on the seven layers of hell, but mm. it wasn't evident to me. Yeah, it um, wasn't,
0: like, in your face. I'm curious, like, if you really dissect it, can you get those seven layers?
1: Yeah, if anything, I I would think it has something to do with the conflicts that each of the characters have. Uh, because that, that's, of course, how the layers of hell works, right? Oh, it's, yeah. Each layer is someone who's done a specific bad thing. Yeah, it was one of them lustful from... was
0: one prideful, all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now that the movie now that we've talked for the whole movie, I'd like to go over some problems I have with it. Go for you. The first of all being that the character who survives other than George and Scarlet is Zed, who arguably is the most underdeveloped character in the whole movie.
0: Yes. And um my see my issue with it isn't the fact that he's exactly underdeveloped. I think it's okay to have like just a kind of a random person survive cuz it can feel a little forced if just like the characters we know survive exactly. Mm-hmm. But my issue with him surviving is the fact that he didn't atone like Benji took his took his thing Benji yeah. suffered for his thing. He didn't, and uh, so he didn't have to suffer through any of it. If you actually go back and watch, Zed Zed got off pretty scot free.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, Benji took the fall yeah. for Zed's problem. So, yeah, Zed Zed was just like, "Yeah, I have a baby, and I deny it." And it's like, "Well, that's great, Zed. Congratulations, you get out of hell." <laughs>
0: like, it's just good on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that 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 I found that problematic.
0: Yeah. No, I would. I'd because agree. I because that, that hurts a little.
1: I, I certainly did want someone else other than George and Scarlet to survive, mm-hmm. but I didn't know Zed. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I, uh. And and again, he yeah, he didn't he didn't really redeem himself.
0: See, I do feel like it did have to be Zed or Suksi though, because otherwise we have three characters that are just like two main survive. Like if Benji survived, it was basically all the people that led them, like all their guides that died. Mm-hmm. So, you just have specifically one group surviving, which is a little like, feels a little forced in the story. If it's Pap, it's like the three kind of main characters surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm okay with it being Zed or Suksi, but I do think he should have paid more. He should have, he needed to tone more than he did. Yeah. Uh, what other problems do you have with it, Ian?
1: Oh, you know, I just remembered something that we did gloss over actually. Oh, okay. Let's get to it. Which is pretty important to the biblical theme. When they, when they change from being above to below, they mm-hmm. go through this cave or this tunnel, and I think it has an inscription on it that reads, "Ye uh, abandon hope, all ye who enter here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. the gates of hell entry.
0: Yes, so
1: I know I, I like it. That.
0: Um, mm-hmm. the one thing I would have liked to see is it was all Christian. Uh, It was all, like, based in Christian lore. I think it would have been cool to incorporate elements from other, like, from Greek uh, underworld. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I always think it's cool to almost say that, like, everyone got a piece of it right. It's all all rooted in the same stuff. We all just kind of went different directions with it. I always kind of like that take on it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would have liked to see, like, if they had to cross the river sticks of sorts or something. I don't know. Which you could maybe argue they did with that like whole blood pool she was trying to get across and all that, um. But I would have liked to see a bit of an aspect of that myself.
1: Yeah, and and I guess uh, she also did find the the rose key in Iran, uh, so maybe it would have been cool to see you know, some other religious symbolism in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's a, a critique on the greater. Movie, sphere. yeah, it's, it doesn't <laughs> because, make me enjoy the movie less. It just would have been cool to see, certainly. Uh, and I, I do find that there are lots of movies, and even my favorite series of all time, which is Dark, have a ton of biblical symbolism.
0: Yeah, it's very it's, common. through our movies, but I mean, we see it in um, yes. even like Terminator has biblical symbolism, it's crazy. Yeah, um, uh, so what, what other problems did you have with it, Ian? You now that we've gone over the gloss over.
1: I think my other major problem with it has to do with uh, the 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 conflicts themselves, what what symbolizes them. Because again, I really liked that that scene with the piano, where where George finds it. it it's subtle, it's creepy, um, it's effective, and that's a lot different than finding a car that's on fire <laughs> in, yeah. in a catacomb and. Seen a creepy hooded figure in a chair, and seeing stone people. Uh, I think there's also a scene where you saw mouths in the floor. It just, I sort of lost sight of what was important, and it felt more like it was getting towards a more of a haunted house than impactful symbolism.
0: I do agree yeah, that at, Paps le- at least little, for me, yeah, Paps was a little just like out there. It was just suddenly like, oh, okay, Paps yeah he went from being fine to being sucked into a flaming car which, uh, yes
1: and and again
0: with 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 pap
1: we didn't really get as much progress in his conflict story right yeah. he, he didn't hint at it really whereas with george it was his was the most well done where it was steadily hinted out also uh Scarlet was really well hinted at and progressed. But but Zed's uh I don't even know if if Zuxi had a conflict before she died.
0: Oh. Uh, and I I think with, with Z- Banshee, I, of course. I think so. if Zuxi did have a conflict, it was leaving La Tope. I think she might have felt guilty about that. And ultimately it came back yeah. to kill her. Um so But that's hard that's that's kind of a reach. Yeah,
1: so so that's my so I, I guess my two main problems are. Uh, what was my first one? <laughs> <laughs> I forget what my first one was. Uh, Zed being a survivor. All right. Okay. So so my first problem is Zed <laughs> surviving because it's just not that interesting. But that's more that that's really just a part of the bigger problem I have, which is just that I wish that every character actually had their own story even if it was shorter right because characters gotta die in this movie right yeah but even if it was shorter i would have liked them to hint at the conflicts that those characters had and i just don't think they did a very good job of that i think we really focused hard on on george and scarlet who also apparently i think were supposed to be lovers at some point
0: i think it's implied that they had like a bit of a they had a bit of a fling um yeah which
1: which was I don't know if that was necessary
0: <laughs> yeah I, I'd agree that that was just a little like all right sure um. <laughs> like so- suddenly he was like I just want you to know
1: that that time in the Iranian in the Iranian prison that you got me into was the best time of my life and it's like what George yeah it
0: was, it was, it was a little bit much um so, so but she course. did she did hit him up with that true love's kiss to help him out though so
1: <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs>
0: But no, I, I agree that they didn't need to. They didn't need to have any kind of like relationship like that. Um, mm-hmm. It 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 felt like a producer was just like, they should be lovers, and like the like I can almost imagine the writer just being like, "I, it's not necessary." And he's like, "You're not getting funny if they're not." <laughs> and <just> like, Fine, <laughs> God, that's... <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. Um, yeah, sort of. Every movie
1: needs a needs a roman- romance, or a, a couple or something.
0: So, but, anyways, I'd say overall some good stuff. I do agree that they did leave off the that some of their stuff was a bit unfulfilled. We did focus on mm-hmm. a couple of characters a bit much, um, and yeah, Zed surviving was was a little harsh <laughs> just because he was undeveloped. I think they tie into each other. Yes,
1: it was it was uh, questionable, uh, but yes, overall this movie does use horror elements quite well such as claustrophobia even though i don't find that compelling i think uh as we saw in our audience it it is compelling for a lot of people especially those who are claustrophobic
0: i think that there's definitely claustrophobic moments that get to just everybody to an extent you know um but i think that yeah if you suffer from any kind of claustrophobia this is a lot harder of a movie for sure okay well with that
1: why don't we head into our survey results yeah, what's I've... what's the what's the spill what's the dealio um
0: all right so i'm going to read you off the we we have how our audience rated this uh one person gave it a 6 one person gave it a 7 and four people gave it an 8 um oh for for the entire movie yep how just they rated it in general nice um, so what that's 32 39 Forty-five divided by six, whatever that comes out to, seven point... Let me let me
1: pull out the little calculator here.
0: I want to say it's going to be like seven point four something. Forty-five divided 7. by six. Forty-five divided seven point five. Seven point oh, five. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, that I that I wow. Did we like the same score? No, we had seven point two five, didn't we?
1: Yeah, because we're, we're just that more critical. You know? Yeah,
0: no, we just take it seriously. <laughs> we're,
1: we're refines, really, <laughs> but than our audience. What, what I
0: appreciate about our audience, so shout out to those that were there and took the survey. It's, um, lots of them didn't find it, like, a, a couple of them didn't find it scary. They rated it two. Um, we also see a four. We do see an eight, nine, eight, and a ten. Um,
1: which is a lot higher than our previous movie, Paranormal Activity. Yes,
0: people, people are a lot scared, a lot more scared of this movie. Um, but I like that whoever is like rating it low but still giving it a good rate like the scare factor is low for them but still giving it a good rating. I appreciate you being able to acknowledge the quality of the movie while separating it from your own fear of it. I think it's a good mm-hmm. quality to have as a horror movie watcher. Um I asked in this one. My last time I asked male or female, because I think it tied into that a little more, um, mm-hmm. with the world. I asked this time, are you religious? I was wondering like how religion ties into it. Um, I don't I don't know if being religious necessarily made you more scared of this movie. Um, I see a no with a two. We have a no with a four. But then we also have a straight up no with a ten. So I mean like <laughs> uh, a no with an eight. And then we only had two yeses and one yes gave a nine and one yes gave a two. So I don't think it matters too much for your religious. I was curious if that might be something we found. Yeah. but
1: At least with our small yeah, it's yeah, yeah. with a very scientific. small sample size yes
0: <laughs> uh and one day maybe we'll get we'll have a bit more of one um a bigger sample size and i i asked people because the fears uh the scares tied into past like kind of haunts for yourself um george being haunted by his brother scarlett being haunted by her father i asked if that would be effective and let me let me see what we got there um five people were like oh yeah that, would, that that would definitely get it get to me one person was like no that's whatever um so i think that one person is probably just really good at coming to terms with like yeah this is my life i think they they are probably just they deal with their past uh in mm-hmm. a different way you know like they like i personally i don't think that would be too effective for me cuz i'm pretty okay with everything like any regrets i've had i've like kind of addressed it um I, and i don't i, li- I think i, I feel yeah, similarly yeah and i don't like have any like traumas or anything that could haunt me i i haven't been through much trauma i think the worst was like when my dog died when i was like nine and i cried but i think that was that was about the way that was just (laughs) i
1: i i guess on a scale on a global scale or even a national scale uh not 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 too bad
0: (laughs) no yeah i'm pretty okay yeah (laughs) that's that's the worst i gotta show i'm all right um but so I, so you, you, I, oh, I asked the same uh, like kind of situational question. Uh, you find a strange... But this one was, you find a strange cave while hiking. It's too obvious for no one to have taken note. Um, but you haven't heard of it. Above it are some strange inscriptions. You shine your flashlight in. It doesn't light up any back walls. It's just darkness. Do you go in? Why or why not? And... Uh, four people said it. No, I'm not... Like, this is... That, that would be stupid. One says, uh, of course, how... <laughs> Now I know I'm the Philosopher's stone. You just get to skip to the end of the movie and heal all those traumas. I'm sure you might not have to wade through a bit of help, but hey, that's life. So, Good <laughs> on you. But I don't know if you're the philosopher stone. <laughs> but uh, and then someone someone says, I actually kind of think, of it, maybe not. And they said, I think it doesn't matter. It's the same either way. Go in or don't do it, or don't go in. It's the same story, which is interesting to me. Uh, I I was uh, they they took it as like they applied it to the characters rather than themselves a little more, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. that's um, interesting so yeah anyways ian we're running out of time here are there any last things you want to say well let's see hmm i mean
1: again this is a found footage movie mm-hmm. so and i think there definitely is a following for that i think that this is a decent movie and <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, i'd say
0: overall worth watching for sure
1: yeah, so I think worth watching, and especially if you want to scare yourself, if you have any sort of claustrophobia or fear of being underground,
0: anything like that, uh, this movie will be very effective. And I think it's good for those that like to be, that like an intellectual factor to their movies, because it does make you think a little bit, and it's fun to see them think through their problems. um, Just figure yeah. out like little historical riddles and stuff, uh, even if you're like, it's, I don't know anything about it, but it was still fun to see them talk about it, see so it go through their head yes and
1: i i would want i don't know i would want a little more for that for a lot of movies but
0: but yeah i I, again i think it's decent yeah (laughs) i think i think for like a horror movie like the degree to which they did it was pretty satisfactory for me Mm. so yeah um all right i think that's all all right thank you all so much for listening and y'all have a good one we'll see you next friday